We're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend, Verisage Institute colleague and co-host, Ed Kless. Welcome, Ed. Welcome back, Ed. Yeah, Ron, it's been some, quite some time since we have done a show together. We, I think it was July 23rd, thereabouts, something around that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we had an involuntary day off last week because of the monsoon in Arizona. <laughs> and which, flood in Phoenix. Yeah. So just wrap your mind around that. That's Unbelievable. And, sh- boy, big shout out to the whole crew at Voice America for dealing with that. I mean, it kind of destroyed their their equipment, and they were up and running the next day. Amazing. Amazing yeah. stuff. Yep. And I don't believe the website ever went down, which I guess it's hosted someplace else. But still, they uh, they kept rolling. I think they were broadcasting repeat shows almost immediately. So great, great yeah. work on their part. It was great. Shout out to all you guys, including our engineer, Matt, who's over there uh, leading us today. And um, well, this is going to be a great episode, Ed. Really looking forward to this. We're going to be talking about innovation at the AICPA and cpa.com we have one we have two guests on today one's a returning guest which is greg lafalle recidivist he's yes. a recidivist guest <laughs> a two-time guest on soul of enterprise that's a handful of <laughs> that's a handful of people greg that have been on the show two times but he was back on in august uh, almost to the week and he is one of the most uh, recognized and respected voices on technology within the accounting profession uh, he's also a sought-after speaker at trade shows and conferences. He appears on C- Accounting Today's list of the top 100 most influential people in accounting, the CPA practice advisors, top 25 thought leaders, and he was inducted into the Accounting Technology Hall of Fame 2011. His hometown is in uh, South Dakota. And then we have Mark Burns, who's the senior manager. Oh, and by the way, Greg is the uh, strategic advisor at CPA.com. And then we have Mark Burns, who's the Senior Manager of Innovation at the Association of International Certified Professional Accountants on the line with us. So we're just going to hold on a second. Hold on a second, Ron. Okay, we found the source, guys. It's Brooks, Ron. It's Mark Brooks. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're right. Sorry, Mark Brooks. Wow. So, and I, we, we've been having all kinds of craziness with our Facebook posts all week. So, we, Greg, we found the we found the the error in our ways. Boy, sorry about that, Mark. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> really weird. It's how it, boy, it must have got transposed once and then just uh, went from there. So, anyway, welcome, gentlemen, to the Soul of Enterprise. Thrilled that you're here with us. Good to be here. So, I, um, I'm, I've got questions for both of you, obviously, but, uh, and, and I'll let you, uh, I'll go to you, Greg, and, and ask you to talk about, just in general, what does innovation mean to you? Wow. Start, you, start, you started with the, with the big, heavy ones. Um, innovation, I, 
I like to think about, and it's probably, we could make a big argument that it's not this, but um, I, I like to look at the things that are not just incremental, but are going to truly change not how we do what we've always done, but change what we've done. So when I look at my career, Ron, and I think of all of the changes that we've gone through from you know, in-house to sending stuff out to service bureaus to buying mini computers and then microcomputers and then DOS and Windows, all of those things, all they did was allow us to do what we had always done faster and cheaper and better, maybe all of those things. But now all of a sudden, technology has opened doors for us to do things that we've never been able to do. So we're, we're able to connect, collaborate, work with, and be trusted advisors to our business clients in ways that we were never, ever able to do before. So it's, it's not just doing the same thing better and faster. It's doing something completely different. That's, that's kind of what I put in the innovation box. Right. That's, that's an excellent uh, point. And would you expand that beyond technology? Because we like to talk about different forms of innovation that don't involve new technology. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be the new iPod. What other types of things well, in, are included in innovation, in your, in your opinion? Yeah, um, there, you know, there's, there are lots of, a lot of times we look at what I call innovation, disruptive, disruptive technologies. And, and we, we use this innovation, disruptive technology uh, paintbrush to paint things that truly aren't. And we, I will use the example that's, that's almost uh, a common now, now, Uber. And Uber, people look at it and say, look what technology's done. And I, you know, I look at it and say, you know, Uber is not technology. Uber is a business model that was made possible by technology. Um, but, right. it, but it's not, I mean, gene splicing, CRISPR, you know, that, that's technology. But um, when, when, when things come along that allow people to do completely different business models, that's, what, you know, that's where I see innovation. Right, and that's exactly what Andy Grove used to say, you know, the founder of Intel, that uh, disruptive threats inherently do not come from new technology. They come from business models, and that, that certainly seems to be true. Mark, what, what's your response to that? How do you view innovation? What's it mean yeah, to you? It's a really good, it's a good question, and I love the question because it means so many different things to so many different people and types of companies and firms. Um, I think it's important when we define innovation, I think we should start with distinguishing the difference between innovation and creativity. We're, in, you know, we're, we're all creative. As humans, we're all creative. Everybody uh, at some level has levels of creativity. You know, people paint, people sculpt, people sing, play musical instruments, write music, uh, do poetry, whatever it is. We're all expressing creativity. And I think that's, you know, creativity is the expression of ideas. The, the key distinction with innovation is it's about taking those ideas, taking that creativity, and converting it into value. I think the operative word is value. And that can come in the form of a new product, a new service, a new technology, a new platform, a new way of doing business, a new business model. 
similar to what uh, Uber has done or Netflix has done with um, you know online streaming of videos and, and entertainment. Um, and so I think it comes down to value creation, value creation for a customer or a client or your team uh, or for somebody. And that value can come in the form of saving time, saving money, making money, uh, and just we're just generally making somebody's life easier or better because of because of those innovations. I love it. Of course, value is a big theme on this show. Uh, Mark, sticking with you, let me ask you this. Um, at your, your perch at the AICPA there, and you can speak for yourself. I'm, I'm, this is not an opinion of the AICPA. We understand that. <laughs> okay. Grade the I'm getting profession. ready. I'm, I'm, I'm situating myself here. <laughs> Grade the profession, A through F, on innovation in the last 50 years. Or even shorter, even 25 years, 20 years? Um, I think there's a little bit of a continuum for my grade. And, and, I, and thank you for setting up the disclaimer. This is definitely my personal opinion. I think if you look at the last, the last 10 to 15 years-ish, I think we see a, a little bit more innovation than we've seen prior to the 1970s or 80s or so. And... You know, think about what an accounting professional has been doing over the last 130-some-odd years. It's kind of the same thing. You know, different technologies, sure. Yeah, now we have computers instead of pencil and paper. And you know, the tools have gotten more sophisticated. But the, at the, I think at the underlying foundational level, um, it's kind of the same thing. Now, the reason I said the last 5 or 10 years or 15 years or so have been more innovative is because the pace of change surrounding that accounting professional's ecosystem is, is accelerating. And so I think that the, the role of the accounting professional, the expectations of the accounting professional, in a lot of cases are evolving and changing and adapting. And so the profession is becoming more innovative, I believe, in terms of how accounting work gets done, in terms of the, in terms of the, uh, the, the types of services, the types of value that an accounting professional or firm provides to clients today. So, for example, we're seeing a lot more folks and firms and even departments and companies move from the, you know, the basic, basic accounting stuff, moving from that, moving towards a more strategic uh, take, a more business partner type of relationship, a more um, you know, translating all the accounting stuff into meaningful business practices or meaningful business recommendations. So I'm encouraged by that. I think the profession has a very, very bright future. So a higher grade in the last 10 or 15 years than prior to that. That's, that's my characterization. Yeah. Greg, how about you? Well, thanks for doing me second because it gave me a chance to think. Uh, I, I, before I do the grade, I, re, I remember, Rod, the first time I heard you speak, um, at least 25 years ago, um, I, you said something that was shockingly uh, intelligent and bright to me, and it stuck with me for a long time. For a long time, I thought it was original to you, and then I found out that people have been saying it forever. But you know, what, what you said was that accountants always underestimate what happens in five years and overestimate what happens in one. And, and it may have been two years and ten years. I, I think it was one in five. But, you know, that's, I think that's a, that's a real, it was very true then, it's very true now. We, we oftentimes measure 
this rate of change thing by how much has my life changed in the last six months. And um, it, it, ha- it, it doesn't change that fast. But when you look at these five-year chunks, and especially, as like Mark said, the, the rate of the acceleration of change coming so fast, um, Barry Melanson says, every time I hear him speak, says, you will not recognize the profession of public accounting in 10 years. Um, it's not going away like Mark Cuban thinks it is, but, but it will be very, very different. Right, right. So, so are you are are you saying that the innovation has been pretty good in the profession? Um, I think the I think the grade on it was very difficult to grade innovation twenty years ago because, frankly, the the profession didn't change from uh, nineteen hundred to nineteen ninety. Um, very much. I mean, you know, certainly there were some changes, but not much. I mean, the last the last twenty years we've changed. The last ten years we've changed more than in the previous hundred. The the next five will change more than we've changed since uh, since Luca Pacioli. <laughs> Excellent. Well, this is a fascinating discussion, you guys. I'm looking forward to more of it. And Ed's going to take over in the next segment. But folks, we'd like to remind you, if you want to contact Ed or myself, you can do so at asktsoe at verisage.com. And we'll have full show notes on today's conversation uh, with Mark and Greg at thesoulofenterprise.com. And you can follow us live on Twitter. We do monitor that during the show at, at asktsoe. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Leading Results. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is your website just a brochure or is it your best salesperson? If your site is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading results. We build websites and marketing programs that impact your bottom line. Using HubSpot or WordPress, we'll create a website and supporting marketing program that gets your business found, converts web visitors to leads, and provides clear tracking on what is and is not working. Learn about our team and approach to your success. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the foreword changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the foreword to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its foreword. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the foreword and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. 
And here on the Soul of Enterprise, we are talking with Greg LaFollette and Mark Brooks from the Association of International Certified Professional Accountants. And Greg is from CPA.com. Um, I'm going to turn to you, Mark. Uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you guys on the show is to talk a little bit about what you guys are doing with the Startup Accelerator. Could you maybe just introduce our audience a little bit to, to what that is and unpack what, what's happening there? Yeah, I'd love to. We're very excited about the Startup Accelerator. I think it has tremendous potential to help transform the future of the accounting profession. Uh, maybe I can start with a little bit of, of, of the genesis of, of why we started this thing, and I'll go into a little bit of detail on what it is. Um, so the, the genesis is that you know, part of our role here at the association is to be looking around the corner at what's next for our members, what's next for the accounting profession. And as we look around the corner at what's next, we're seeing some pretty big uh, challenges and big trends that are affecting the future of our members and the future of the profession. And we're, in, in a, at a high level, we're seeing uh, trends and challenges around the future of technology, things like blockchain, artificial intelligence, Internet of Things. Yeah, these are technologies and platforms that are going to be changing the way that accounting professionals do the work that they do, the expectations of their work. Uh, we're seeing the regulatory complexity around the world getting ever more complex and increasing in complexity. And so I think you know, the, the border between countries is getting blurrier and blurrier, and so that creates a lot of challenges, a lot of opportunities, too, for accounting professionals. And then, of course, we, we talk a lot about demographics. And for the first time now in human history, we have more distinct cohorts of demographics in the workforce than ever before. We've got you know, baby boomers, Generation Xers, Millennials, uh, Generation Z folks who are just now entering the profession. Uh, and so I think you know, these folks are bringing completely different value systems to their work. You, know, you work with work-life balance and how they approach work and what they think of work. And so there's a lot of opportunity there, I think. And then last, we see the, the future of learning and the future of education being very, very different. The traditional model that most of us are familiar with is you go sit in the classroom for you know, umpteen hours, you take a test at the end, you get your credit, and you move on. But the future of learning, we believe, is uh, is a little bit different. It's going to be more more of on the job. It's more of a you know, if you got a problem or you have a, ch- a question, you want to work through something, you call a mentor, or you walk down the hallway and work with a colleague, or you go to YouTube and look something up. And so this way, this new way of developing professional competencies is changing, and so we're we're seeing that uh, also evolving. And so given these big-picture, macro-level trends and challenges, our thinking here at the association and CPA.com is how can we, how can we get our heads around that and, 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 and influence those changes and be a part of those changes in a really positive, impactful way for the profession and our members. And we acknowledge, we realize that the most provocative innovations, the most disruptive innovations, the biggest innovations are probably going to come from entrepreneurs, and uh, folks, you know, folks in the startup world, they're not going to come from the belly of, of incumbents like ourselves. And so we're thinking, how can we partner with startup companies? How can we invest in startup companies? How can we work with startup companies uh, to help transform the future of the profession? And so that's where the Startup Accelerator comes into play. Uh, and so right now we're in the process of looking for startups to work with. And in October will be the deadline for, for starts to apply is October 5th. 
and at which point we'll, we'll select some folks to potentially work with. Um, the themes that we're focused in on are, are two things. We're looking for edtech-related startups and fintech startups. These are two themes that we believe are most influential for the future of the profession and, and, and ones that we need to get our heads around the most right now. So on the edtech side, we're looking for startup companies that are uh, focused less on the content of learning and more about the delivery method of learning. So the how they develop, how professionals can develop new competencies and the measuring of those competencies. And then on the fintech side, we're looking for startups that can help our members and help the profession focus more on that strategy value add with their clients and with their uh, and with their with their employers and less on the routine tasks that um, that they that they spend a lot of time on today. So we're really excited. I think the future is very bright for the profession, and we're excited about what this uh, what this accelerator can do for our members and for the profession. And what are some of the the, the things that you're offering for these? I, is, I, I see that yeah. you're going to select up to five that hasn't been decided yet. Is that was that the target for about five of these firms? That's that's a, that's exactly right. We're looking for up to five, and maybe four could be three, but you know, our, our our maximum for this year, at least, is going to be five startups. What we're offering to startups is three things. We're going to be offering $20,000 in cash, uh, subject to some agreeable terms. We want those terms to be very, very founder-friendly. So the terms could be, you know, could be a convertible note, could be equity, could be uh, some sort of a channel agreement, whatever makes sense for the circumstances. Very, very founder-friendly. But I think more important than the money is the expertise that we can provide the startups in terms of our topical expertise, our subject matter expertise. And the third thing we're going to be offering startups is access, access to our 650,000 members across the world, access to the markets that they would need to get into, uh, and just, you know, just generally visibility to help them succeed. The, you know, we're kind of looking at success for this accelerator being, being three pieces, like a three-legged stool. The first leg of the stool being this has to be a success for the startup, meaning that we have to be able to genuinely help them grow and help them succeed. Uh, the second leg of the stool is it has to be a win for the profession and for our members in terms of helping their life get easier and helping, helping them do their jobs better. And then the third leg of the stool is it has to be a win for us, the association and CPA.com, in terms of new knowledge, new expertise from the startups, uh, you know, access to innovations that we would not have had access to otherwise. So I think the value proposition is, is pretty pretty compelling for startups. And you can have folks uh, apply for this through, what is it, October 5th, I think, and then right. all getting together. is going to be like a Shark Tank kind of thing, and you can get together and, and uh, yeah. you know, have Greg LaFollette be the uh, Mark Cuban of the AICPA and CPA.com. Yeah. That's basically yeah, yeah. So October fifth is a deadline. Somebody's got to be. Somebody's got to be the best looking panel members. <laughs> right. Uh, so we're you know as we're as we're looking at applicants who come in and you know and that's and that's going swimmingly actually. Um, so we're very happy with that. We're also at the same time building uh, what I'll loosely call a curriculum. Uh, this isn't the first uh, startup accelerator ever done. Lots and lots of, of the industries and, and companies do them. So there's there's lots of models out there. So we're in the process of of building that, and we're 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 quite a ways down the road. But think of it like like this: we will have uh, we will have first of all we will have a funnel system 
where we take whatever we get. Um, you know, let's say we get uh, 50 applicants, and we will probably funnel those down from 50 to you know, maybe 20. Um, and we'll take those 20 and put them in front of a panel of um, AICPA, CPA.com execs, and a bunch of what were normally called the the thought leader community, and some of them will be the usual suspects. Some will be very new, very new people, uh, and people from all with all sorts of different views into the profession. And uh, so we will have a pitch day. Uh, from that, we will select up to five, um, and we'll have we'll have those five. We will pull them in. Um, about probably about a month later, we've got these dates down, but I don't want to share them yet because they're not quite locked in. Um, we'll pull them in, and you know, to a, a, a one large meeting, and we will probably put um, a dozen or fifteen of those consultant thought leader type people. Uh, if you were a startup in the accounting world and you decided you wanted to hire a consultant to help you understand the market and CPAs and how they work and things like that, uh, it's not a real long list. You can you could look and Ron and Ed, you, you both know uh, the people that I'm talking about. There's, uh, you know, there, there are people who are very, very, very good at that. They're also very, very expensive, and they, and, as they should be. Um, and no one company could get access to all of them. They might get access to one or two. But we can put them all in a room, um, you know, with lots of expertise. We can fill that room with, with uh, execs from, from the association and from CPA.com, and we can, we can spend a day um, helping them all understand the, the larger profession and how, how things work. And then we can spend another day, and I think that's what, what will happen, we will spend a second day doing something that, that actually looks more like a shark tank without the deal-making thing, because, frankly, the deal's already made. But the shark tank is, if you watch that, each one of those sharks has a different area of expertise and a different thing to say, you know, if you thought about this, some of them will be very interested in, for example, uh, an audit product, um, while others might be very interested in a um, corporate close, uh, a machine learning uh, process to aid corporate quarterly closes or something like that. So if we put all that expertise in a room um, and give that to to those, you know, to each of those companies in maybe an hour or hour and a half or two hour chunk, not twelve minutes like on Shark Tank, but you know, a good couple of hours, and then we've built out a a, a curriculum for the whole year. I mean, from now until next June, um, you know, where there will be. You know, webinars and on-sites and one-on-ones and and expert, um, you know, different experts for different um, for different products and things. So we're going to give them uh, a an understanding and of the profession and an access to the profession that, frankly, no company can get on their own. It can't be done. 
sounds interesting. I really t- think you should should uh, video this, and I so want to see the you know the cuts of 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 you, Greg. You know, saying I'm out, I'm out on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be fantastic. Well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're at the bottom of the hour here and uh, facing our next break. we got some bills to pay, but I want to remind you that you can contact Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com, and we do respond to all of those emails. We want to remind you that also coming up in November is our Verisage Symposium and the Art of Value Conference, and if you want information on that, please go to thesoulofenterprise.com slash Verisage, V-E-R-A-S-A-G-E. But right now, a word from our sponsor. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about innovation at the AICPA and CPA.com with Greg LaFollette, who's the strategic advisor at CPA.com. And we're talking also with Mark Brooks, the senior manager of innovation for the AICPA. And Greg, you left off uh, talking about the Startup Accelerator, and I just wanted to give you a chance to kind of finish out on that if you wanted to talk about its history or origins, where it came from. I know you talked a little bit about it, but... Sure. Uh, so there's a, there is an event that uh, CPA.com hosts, uh, and uh, it's a convening event every winter. We bring in the CEOs of 
about 50 of the software companies uh, all across the world. Um, and everybody from the from the multi-billion dollar multinationals, you know, the Sages and the Intuits and the Thomson Reuters and, and you know, uh, and the Walters Kluwer, those guys who I like to say down to two guys with, with a dream in a garage in Palo Alto, and, um, you know, even pre, pre-revenue people. And it's... Um, this is an event that I actually used to do when I was when I was consulting, and I pulled some of my consulting clients together, and it was just it was very 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 helpful, and everybody loved it. When I when I joined CPA.com, we just said, you know, let's just make this a, an EICPA event. We did, and it's it's extremely popular. Um, we bring in all of these all of these execs, put them in a room, make them talk to each other for a couple of days. Uh, they all love it. It's it's uh, always completely sold out with a waiting list, and and, it, and it's great fun. But what we saw is oftentimes the the very the very new companies. Uh, it was hard to get in, um, you know, hard, hard to raise your hand and get into that kind of a of an event. It's it's pretty uh, aspirational, I guess. And uh, you know, we looked at, at very very small companies and said, you know, the it it was it was almost overkill. They were in over their heads uh, with with that crowd, and we had we had been thinking about what what could we do for these very small companies to help them grow and to help them. The the biggest thing is to help all these companies know each other so they can better cooperate. I, I love the coopetition word. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we've made it. It's happened a lot as a result of the roundtable. And about the same time, uh, the, the over on the association side, Mark and his team are saying, gee, we want to do this. And, and uh, you know, um, through the, the communications inside the, the association, uh, we, we kind of saw what, other, what the other was doing and said, we should, we should do this together. So uh, that's exactly what we did. You know, it's Mark and I work together on this a lot, and you know, we I always I always tell Mark I, I, I know nothing about the 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 bones of of um, startups, venture capital financing, all of that stuff. That's not my forte, but but I know the vendor community and the accounting community really, really, really well, and I know who's doing what to whom and where. Um, and I think Mark would probably tell you that's not his forte either. Yeah, I think my forte is the exact opposite of Greg's. Um, so I, I come from the startup world, had a couple of startups myself, uh, neither of which was, was a very big success. But, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've done, been there, done that, uh, and worked with startups a good bit in previous parts of my career. So it, Greg and I make a very complementary team, I think, in that regard. I love it. Well, Mark, I, I loved what you said earlier in the last segment about how innovation is going to come not from you know the incumbent players, but probably from a startup. And boy, isn't that the history of commerce? I mean, what kills you doesn't look like you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, one, one well, of my that, favorite. Oh, what, go ahead. Well, one of my favorite statistics is when you look at the Fortune 500 list today, and you compare that Fortune 500 list from 40 or 50 years ago the vast majority of companies then no longer even exist today. And it's in part because, you know, some of them have been bought or merged, but a lot of them have just, have just dissolved and just kind of faded away um, because, right. of, because of the, the entrepreneurs and the startups who are replacing them. So, you know, think, think Blockbuster 
is gone now for the most part, replaced by Netflix. Uh, you know, think about Kodak as a company. It was a huge company, and now they now they're just a you know a shell of of some IP. So um, it's innovation is is critical for all of us. Absolutely, Joseph. Joseph Schumpeter's uh, Gales of Creative Destruction, right? I mean, I think the only two companies that come to my mind that would still be on that list from 50 or even maybe 100 years ago would be GE and Procter & Gamble. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. GE is definitely still there. IBM, uh, IBM, not 100 years ago, but IBM is still there. And still right, right. And, but the only thing the same with IBM is the initials. I mean, they've reinvented that's themselves true. three different yeah. times. And that's the key. Right. That's absolutely the key is reinvention. Yeah. <laughs> they used to make time clocks back in the 20s or something. I forget their name, but right. it was in their name. Uh, yeah. So without giving away any trade secret, you guys, uh, is there any other initiatives or programs in the works to foster innovation for the profession? Maybe more on the practitioner side? I'll let well, either the, of you. The, the, uh, the, the startup accelerator... Um, will will be on the accelerate or on the the practitioner side depending on the the companies that end up chosen uh, and keep in mind the the accelerator program is a is envisioned to be an annual program so when we present the 2018 cohort and we intend to present them to the profession at engage next June um, at the same time we will open uh, applications for the 2019 cohort, and we will do we will do the same thing over. So we intend to to keep you know to keep uh, fanning the fire and and uh, uh, with our with our our bellows in the in the uh, in the forge to keep things going. Um, in terms of of um, the the big changes on the practitioner side, um, I I like to think of what. Um, and it's probably because I, I happen to be involved in it, but uh, I, I think what CPA.com is doing with Digital CPA, the conference Digital CPA, is, uh, is extremely different uh, from all the rest of the things that are going on in the profession. Uh, for years, I looked at all of the conferences that we all went to, and Ed, you spoke, and Ron, you spoke, and I spoke, and they were filled with people, and the question we were answering was, why? And it was, why should I go to the cloud? Why should I change to value pricing? Why should I this? Why should I that? And we, we sat back and said, you know, what we really need to do is a smaller conference that doesn't answer the why question, but rather answers the how question. And I think you guys are going to do that in your in your upcoming uh, uh, Verisage uh, conference. Is you know is kind of a a curated attendee thing. If I if I read that right, but that's what we're trying to do is say, you know, come here and let's let's learn how to do this together. Let's if if uh, if you haven't figured out why. You want to fill in the blank, move to the cloud, move to uh, you know to value pricing, move to trusted business advisor, you know, move to specialties, whatever that is. You know, um, don't don't come to digital CPA. Only come if you want to if you want to discuss and learn the how. And I think that's a big distinction. 
Excellent. Mark, anything to add to that? Well, I, I think the in terms of, of other innovations, you know, beyond the accelerator that we've been talking about, um, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the profession. A lot of a lot of interesting technologies and platforms that I that are emerging, um, you know, around blockchain and AI and, and so on and so forth. And then, of course, as an association, we're we're really focused also um, on the CGMA, the management accounting, and and helping our members who are interested in management accounting, helping them develop the new competencies and refine those competencies for uh, careers in, um, you know, in Fortune 1000 types of companies. Um, and so I think, I think uh, I'm encouraged by the, going back to your earlier question about, you know, grading the profession, I'm, I'm very encouraged by the innovations that, are, that we're seeing around the corner in the profession. I'm very encouraged through, uh, by the adaptations that we're seeing with the association, getting our heads around those changes and, and, and evolving ourselves. Um, and so it's a really cool time, I think, to be in the profession. Very cool time. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's at an inflection point, and yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see how it emerges. I know we're gonna, we want to dive in a little bit with you guys about the uh, artificial intelligence, and of course, Ed and I are obsessed with blockchain, as I think it sounds like you both are. But before we get there, because we'll probably hit that in the next segment, in our last few minutes in this segment, I wanted to ask you both, what is the number one issue facing the CPA profession? Wow. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I think it, it comes from where, where you happen to sit. Um, but if you, if you boil them down to, um, to, the, to the root of all of them, the number one, it sounds really trite, but the number one problem is change management. And... Um, it's because we have we have demographic changes, and we can have conversations on how accurate that stuff is. I know you guys have feelings about that, and I happen to agree with that. But you know, we have we have talent wars, we have we have uh, demographic uh, differences, we've got technology, we've got uh, we've got client expectations, we've got uh, you know. A, technology uh, complexity, you got tax law complexity, you got all those things. So it's it's really the the challenge is how do you meet the challenges, which is change management. Mm-hmm. Mark, what would you say? Uh, it's a great question, and so let me disclaim my question or my answer. This is my personal <laughs> opinion. This is not the association's <laughs> opinion whatsoever. Um, I, I see the profession's biggest challenge right now as being uh, sustaining its relevancy. Um, and I think, and I say that because of what automation is doing to a lot of professions, including accounting, and I say that because of what I think blockchain can potentially do with the accounting profession. Um, and so, you know, with that, with that big answer of relevancy, I think there's, you know, there's, there's 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D being developing competencies, adapting and using those new technologies and, and those automation uh, platforms to, to do accounting in a different way and to add value in a different way with accounting. So I don't see this as a threat at all. I don't see this as a problem at all. I, I see what I just described as a tremendous opportunity for a pivot, an inflection point, um, you know, kind of a reinvention almost. Right. Boy, I've been saying the same thing for years. Re- relevancy. I, I think it comes down to that. 
Although, Greg, your point about change management is, is definitely true as well. I mean, the external environment seems to be changing much rap- more rapidly than the internal environment of, of a lot of different CPA firms. Right. So, well, this is great, you guys, and we're up against it for our, for our last break. But I'd like to remind you, if you want to contact Ed or myself, you can do so at asktsoe at verisage.com. Please go out to iTunes and go ahead and give us a review and rate the show. We got a new one in from, uh, I think it was C. Wicker. So thank you very much. We'll probably read that on next week's uh, Free Rider Friday episode. In the meantime, we want to hear from our sponsor, Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise well, I would be remiss if I did not get this question asked, and uh, we've got we've to gotta tread lightly here, uh, Mr. LaFala, because both of us kind of have a dog in this hunt, so to speak, and and that is, uh, but as in your capacity as uh, as as thought leader for the accounting profession, uh, what what are your thoughts on the Sage acquisition of Intact? Well, um, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks so much for bringing that up. It, it's no, no, no problem. This is the Sage guy asking the AICPA guy, so we're good. It is. It's it's absolutely fantastic on on three fronts. It's great for Sage. Uh, finally gives Sage a, a really strong cloud product, gives them a great presence in the, in the U.S. I know it irritates uh, Sage no end to be such a strong brand worldwide and, and not have the, the same uh, cachet 
of market share cachet that in the U.S. that they that they enjoy other places. So that's a that's a big plus. It's a big plus for for Intac and Intac users because it uh, it, it certainly puts them uh, on a uh, you know in terms of financing and permanence and stuff like that on a much larger stage. Uh, it's great for uh, for Rob Reed and his crew because um, well anytime you get a check for eight hundred fifty million dollars it's a great day. Um, so it's great there, and you know, and it's it's great for uh, for CPA.com. We have, of course, a, a commercial relationship with Intac. We have had for years and years and years, and it it uh, and that that relationship survives uh, the acquisition. So you know, we now get to work, uh, Ed, probably closer. I get to work back with Jennifer like I did years and years ago, and uh, so you know, things kind of everything comes full circle in this world. Um, the it occurs to me that you know that the relationship with CPA.com and Intac uh, is a decade plus old, and when that was formed, uh, Intac was much smaller. The cloud was very uh, unique. The whole idea of a cloud-based uh, uh, GL system was was uh, brand new. The idea of of collaborative accounting and uh, outsourced CFO, that sort of thing, was was all completely brand new. And CPA.com with Intac uh, have, over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, moved the profession a huge, huge distance in that amount of time, uh, and it will continue to move. But that was that was just a good case of of um, of the AICPA and CPA.com encouraging and fostering innovation by going out and finding, uh, you know, that company and making that deal with Intac a dozen years ago saying, this is important to, you know, to take this to the profession and help them see what the future is going to look like. So good job all the way around. All right, thanks, Greg. Uh, Mark, over to you. Uh, I, I, as we're we're speaking here at three uh, fifty-two Central Time, anyway, on uh, Friday, August eleventh, uh, Bitcoin has earlier today blew through the thirty-five hundred dollar per Bitcoin barrier, and within the last hour has actually crossed thirty-six hundred, so oh, wow. up almost four over four and a half percent today. Just just short of sixty million dollars now from a market cap perspective. And uh, it's it's hovering right at 3,600 right now. Anyway, um, that is the setup to this. Uh, when we had Greg on, we made a clear distinction between blockchain and Bitcoin, and we we both thought that that blockchain would 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 clearly be a technology of the future. Is it is it? Are we almost ready to call uh, Bitcoin as as uh, as as something that's going to be part of part of part of the future as well? Not just not just blockchain, but Bitcoin. Well, I think I think that's a, a very real possibility. I think that the concept of cryptocurrencies, which is basically what Bitcoin is, a type of cryptocurrency, that concept I think is going to stick around for a very, very long time. I think it's going to become a very normal thing. You know, whether that's Bitcoin or something like it, um, I think that's going to be around for a really long time. I also think blockchain is, as we have we've seen with cryptocurrency. Blockchain is really going to transform and revolutionize a lot of professions, a lot of types of industries, uh, you know, such as accounting, obviously, but also you know, things around healthcare, record keeping, um, around real estate and antiquities, 
uh, you know, blockchain I think is a very, very powerful and and compelling uh, type of type of solution for a lot of professions. And 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 in in the time that you answered that question is now hit a new all time high. So <laughs> <laughs> glad I could help. <laughs> it's all it's all you, Mark. That's was you're all you oh, bringing that. Sure, bringing yeah, that right, up. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's, I did not know it was that high today. That's 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 really amazing. It's a it's a really that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and cool. Greg, over to you. Actually, I'll bring both of you in on this question if you've got an opinion on it. And it, it's a little bit of a possibly a touchy subject because I know that the, that it, that this is just an interesting concept. But have you guys heard anything about the results of H and R Block and their relationship with IBM Watson and and what's what's happened with it with them? You know, using Watson to to help file returns and process through that, and what what what's coming out of that? Uh, well, it makes it it makes perfect sense. Uh, and Watson's going to do a a great job uh, interpreting um, fairly low level, at least early on, fairly low level uh, uh, decisions in the uh, in the tax filing world. And uh, you know, it, it, it's smart of. of of block to engage that the uh, the AICPA of course is engaged in in uh, in deep discussions with with uh, with IBM with Watson uh, we've done uh, several proof of concept things with uh, with Watson lots of work going on there and in a huge amount of work going on in the in the blockchain world uh, you know all of the all each of the professions are working on things I'm I'm uh, actually involved in. You know, kind of an overarching uh, program within CPA.com and the in the AICPA to um, in the in the blockchain world and and uh, trying to trying to make sure we're um, you know we've we've got that that um, the, the waterfront covered and there's lots of very exciting things um, happening there and you'll see lots of news rolling out over the next three or four months and I've got a couple of them that I I would love to tell you about and I, and I can't but I'll I'll come back and tell you because they're they're very very exciting um, and they're really interesting they're really interesting stuff last year at the executive roundtable we had the chair the CEO of the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance um, come and speak to all the CEOs and has since spoken to many, many of those individual companies into various subgroups within uh, within ASCPA and things. And and uh, the, we're we're looking at you know how the Wall Street Blockchain Alliance and the profession you know can can work together. Lots of exciting things there. Um, so the one the one. I guess personal uh, opinion that I'd throw in, Ed. Um, I love blockchain. I now have I now have five hundred four hundred and seventy one dollars worth of blockchain uh, that is a result of Bitcoin. Bitcoin. A, uh, yeah, Bitcoin. I bought a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, and I've given away eighty dollars worth by sending people five dollars worth of Bitcoin to buy a cup of coffee. So I've, I bought a, started with a hundred, gave away eight hundred. Took out four hundred and still have five hundred left. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. The, the problem is there aren't enough zeros. So you here's here's what here's what I think is interesting. Uh, up until last year, big data was one of the things that Gartner tracked on their hype cycle, and they took it off and said, "We're not even going to track that anymore uh, because it's not a technology to track." Um, you know, so we tr- we now track blockchain and we track. Um, 
machine learning, and we track artificial intelligence. Um, I suspect that sometime in the next year or two, we will stop tracking blockchain because blockchain is like electricity. It powers all of the other things that are really important. Totally agree. We will combine machine learning and artificial intelligence because for everyone except a data scientist, they are the same. I know they're not exactly the same, but yep. but they they operate the same. So the only real thing left. Sorry, is, sorry, Greg. Got to got to cut you off here. We're we're getting right near the end. You'll have to come back and finish your th- finish your thought. Okay, and oh, by you. the way, uh, it has fallen off an all time high. So Greg, that's your fault. So the, Mark Mark brought it to the all. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg brought it up only by a dollar. Uh, Ron, what do we got coming up next week? Free Rider Friday, Ed. All right, great. Well, I'll see you in 167 hours. This has been the soul of enterprise business in the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week, folks. Ed and I will be doing Free Rider Friday. we got some catch-ups to do. I'd like to thank our guest today, Mark Brooks from the AICPA, Greg LaFollette from CPA.com. Thank you, gentlemen. This was a great discussion. And, folks, you can contact Ed or myself at asktsoe at verisage.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great weekend. 